Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's get to our guest, 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 guest Matt Wyrich. Hello, how's it going, Matt? Why Rick? Let, hey, me, I- let me correct myself. Why Rick? <laughs> You're good. Happens all the time. No worries. Thank y'all for having me on. Awesome. Wyrick with NBC Sports Washington. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. So you just posted an article focusing on the future of the Nationals, their top prospect. You said as the team goes young. So when we're looking at some of these top prospects in the system, at what point will this team be World Series bound? Mm. Yeah, World Series bound, that's going to be tough. I think the Nationals are looking to jump back into contention as soon as next season now i know that sounds surprising uh, but i have a feeling they're going to go into the offseason and sign a bunch of guys to one-year deals similar to what they did last year and then if it doesn't work out they'll be able to flip those guys at the deadline and really go all in in 2023 and beyond Uh, so i think that's probably a realistic year 2023 when you can really start thinking about world series aspirations but it's really going to depend on these guys that they have uh, that they traded for at the trade deadline, some recent first-round picks, and when they start really panning out for him, because you know they got to see Josiah Gray uh, for the first time in Nationals uniform. He did pretty well, five runs, or sorry, five innings, one run uh, in his Nationals debut last week. He goes again tomorrow against the Braves, and they have a couple other guys, Kai Bear Ruiz, the the other co-headliner from the Scherzer Turner trade. He's uh, projected to be an All-Star catcher. We'll see uh, when he comes up. It could be as soon as September, but most likely next year, and then. Uh, Cade Cavalli, Jackson Rutledge, two of their recent first-round picks, a couple of pitchers, throw pretty much gas all the time, and uh, you know some big dudes. They're they're really going to be a big part of their future rotation moving forward. Matt, um, I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice. Number one, I miss you, <laughs> but number two, you too, buddy. I I miss Max Scherzer. Oh. I just don't know how to live. Oh no, pitching for the Dodgers. What did you make of his oh, uh, his um his um. Oh, excuse me. His first, his first appearance with the Dodgers. And uh, what do you think? I mean, I could simply ask you, what do you think that adds to a team that needs pitching? But um, it, are the Dodgers clearly the outright favorites now that they have uh, Max Scherzer on the team and uh, some other pieces? Or would you lean another way? Yeah, that, that first Scherzer start definitely hit different. Uh, you know, it was a vintage start from Max for sure. Uh, went seven innings, only gave up one run. Of course, it was off a home run, but he also struck out 10. So that's exactly what you expect out of Scherzer, mm-hmm. a guy who just challenges hitters every single at-bat. And he rises to the occasion no matter what. And, and with a sold-out crowd at uh, Dodger Stadium, the, the most highest-attended game in MLB this season, uh, his first start, it wow. was absolutely electric, sounded like a playoff game over there. Uh, and definitely some FOMO uh, coming out of D.C., uh, you know, as much as I think it was the right move for the Nationals to hit the reset button and move forward, you know, seeing seeing Scherzer and Dodger Blue just hurts. But uh, with him and, of course, Trey Turner added to that roster, they are just stacked uh, from top to bottom. There really isn't a hole uh, throughout that entire roster, no matter how you look at it. So you have to think that they're the favorites, especially now with Fernando Tatis Jr., you know, suffering that shoulder injury that may take him out uh, for the rest of the season if he's forced to undergo surgery. If that happens, it's it's really – them and the Giants standing atop the the National League. And uh, even though the Giants are in first place in the NL West right now, they're four games up on the Dodgers. There's still a lot of game to be played. And I know last time you guys had me on, I I told you I picked the Dodgers, or sorry, the Giants to win the pennant. 
you know that that choice may have to flip now uh, that we're seeing Scherzer and Turner no, on that Dodgers squad. Man, you got to stick with it, man. They got they, think, we got Chris Bryant, baby. I'm a Giants fan now, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Hopping on the hopping the bandwagon. I love it. Hey, I I still think that team has a lot of talent. They have a very underrated rotation. Uh, you know, if you go seven games, I, I think between those two teams, it's going to be an amazing series. Um, I'm 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 leaning. I'm going to stick with the Giants for now. But if we see more of, of the Dodgers. Uh, continued dominance with this just absolutely stacked roster. I mean, Cody Bellinger isn't even hitting. He's That's terrible. The crazy this year. part about it. And Mookie Betts has just been average Mookie Betts. He mm-hmm. hasn't been MVP Mookie Betts. So, you know, if those two guys, former MVP winners, you know, start to rise to the occasion, I mean, that team's going to be unstoppable. Matt, I got uh, two quick questions for you. Uh, First, I'll give you the real one. I'm looking at the NL East right now, and I feel like that's the only division where really you could jump in. Like, you know, if you look at some of the other divisions, especially in the American League, man, like the White Sox, they're going to win the they're, they're going to win the Central. Like the Indians are plus three thousand with the second best odds. The Astros are going to win the AL West. I can't even make the case for the A's eight to one. But I look at the NL East and I still see some value there, whether it's with the Braves plus two fifty. I like their additions, especially Jorge Soler adding another bat to the lineup. Jock Peterson. But I played the Phillies a couple weeks back, uh, plus 375. They're now 2-1. to one. With the DeGrom news that he's probably not coming back, if at all, until September, where do you see value in the NL East? Is it with the Mets plus 100, the Phillies 2-1, to one, or the Braves plus 250? You know, I think it's, it's the Phillies are starting to emerge as, as the hot pick right now. I mean, Bryce Harper, you know, if you want to talk about good odds, take jump on his MVP odds yeah. right now because – with all these guys going down, the, the big stars in the National League and Tatis and DeGrom, uh, you know, two favorites to win MVP, both likely out uh, for an extended amount of time. You know, we're really looking at a pretty wide open field uh, in the National League. Guys like Max Muncie and Trey Turner and Chris Taylor are the you know dudes at the top of the war leaderboard right now. But right, right up there is Bryce Harper. And if the Phillies were to jump into playoff contention, which they're only a half game out uh, coming into tonight's game, and you guys said they're tied right now. Uh, you know, if they make the playoffs, I think there's going to be a decent case for Harper to win MVP this year, which is absolutely crazy to think. Uh, you know, he hasn't been necessarily the Harper of old. You know, 2015 Bryce Harper had it was an all-time season. Uh, and to expect him to perform at that level is just kind of unrealistic. We kind of know who Harper is. He's going to hit a lot of home runs, uh, but he's going to strike out a lot, and he's going to get walked because nobody's going to want to face him in that lineup. But now he's got real protection. Reese Hoskins had a breakout season this year. JT Realmuto one of the best catchers in all of baseball. We're seeing a power surge from Didi Gregorius lately. And at the top of that rotation, Zach Wheeler uh, with DeGrom going down, he might be the favorite to win Cy Young. So, you know, we could be seeing a Phillies team that has the Cy Young winner and the MVP winner, uh, which is crazy to think about just a month ago. You know, we were kind of discounting them in that NL East rate. No, that's a great point. Wheeler right now, second best odds right behind Walker Bueller. He's plus 325 to win the NLC Young over at BetMGM. And then Bryce Harper is still 14 to 1. Like the overwhelming favorite now is Tatis Jr. with the shoulder injury. Minus 120, I'd rather take a shot with Harper, 14-1. to 1. Uh, Here was my side question for you. As a Cubs fan, who would, who, who would you rather be backing right now? Like, who's going to be back within the next decade first? The Nats? At least you guys have Juan Soto. Or the Cubs? Yeah, I think the Cubs <laughs> are planning to take the long view here. Uh, you know, they're really tearing down to the studs. You know, the Nationals, the players, a lot of players they traded were, were on one-year deals. And, of course, the stars at the Cubs. Uh, did have, you know, and traded, we're all in one-year deals as well. They're all going to be free agents after this year. But, uh, you know, if none of those three re-sign with the Cubs, you know, their their building blocks are running a bit thin these days. Whereas if you're going to start a franchise in Major League Baseball right now, Soto is one of the top five players you would choose from. 
Uh, so the Nationals have at least him. They have hope that Steven Strasburg uh, can return from thoracic outlet surgery uh, and then show somewhat of his previous form. Patrick Corbin is still locked up for another three years after this year. They're hoping that he can uh, rediscover his slider and, and figure things out after a couple of poor seasons from him. Uh, and of course, like I said, you know, they have a lot of young talent now that the guys that they acquired at the deadline, a lot of them major league ready talent. Kieber and Ruiz, their top draft picks, like I mentioned, Cade Cavalli and Jackson Rutledge. These are guys that are probably going to be in the major leagues as soon as next season, whereas a lot of the Cubs players that they acquired at the deadline, these are 18, 19, 20-year-old players yeah. who probably are going to take a few years to develop, and we're looking at a bit of more of a lengthy rebuild for Chicago. Matt, could you take us through what's going on with this Ramon Luriano uh, PD suspension? Uh, eight, he got eighty an 80-game ban for a positive test. Um, of course, he plays for the Athletics. Are you hearing anything about that? Or just take take us through how that impacts uh, the A's as well as just the M- MLB in general. Yeah, no, it, it definitely hurts the A's. Loriano has been a, a, a lightning uh, spark for them at the top of the lineup, uh, an electric center fielder as well, somebody who makes a lot of plays for them. Uh, and he's denying right now that, uh, you know, he took this drug at Nandrolone, I believe it's called. Um, he suspended 80 games, which (laughs) it takes them out for the playoffs, which, uh, obviously is a big blow, uh, for the A's as well. You know, like I said, a guy that they really rely on offensively and defensively. So, uh, we'll see, you know, if he goes through and and actually appeals this and if there's some kind of fight with major league baseball, what we've seen time and time again, any guy, you know, who comes out and denies, uh, you know, use of this drug, if they test positive for it, there, there really isn't a precedent for a player. Uh, being able to appeal it to the point where it's overturned. So I would expect Loriano to be out the rest of the season and into next year uh, after the suspension. Uh, all right, Matt, we are going to round this out with a CFL question. We want to know <laughs> who you're taking in tonight's game uh, starting at 9.30 p.m. Is it going to be the BC Lions or the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Come on. <laughs> you know this, Matt. <laughs> it's only one right answer. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Saskatchewan just because that's such a fun word to say. Uh, <laughs> I looked, I did pull up their roster. I did hear you guys talking about it uh, when I jumped on the phone and I tried to find a player on either team that I've heard of. I could not do it. There's not no, one in the no, league, no, man. No. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, there's nobody I can really hitch uh, my name to, but uh, they do have uh, Maryland and, and Virginia products, two, two schools that I root for. I uh, haven't covered them for NBC Sports Washington. So I uh, have to go with the Rough Riders here for sure. Lock it in. Hey, Matt, uh, that's that's a great pick because the Rough Riders had the best <laughs> record in the CFL West Division back in 2019. I just know this stuff. I'm not reading, absolutely not reading this <laughs> off of anything. Um, they had their great cup dreams dashed by the eventual champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So Saskatchewan's Winnipeg. a great bet here. Also, I'm going to give you a free five-star play. Take the under 47.5 in the points total for that game tonight. Don't ask why. You'll win, and you'll thank me later. You'll thank me tomorrow when your bank account is really fat. Put 100 on it. You got it. I appreciate the easy money, Q. Always. I'm always here to give you the easy money. <laughs> Matt Weirich of NBC Sports Washington, MLB Insider. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you all. Man, good dude. Great last name. Not better than Mayo, though. Mayo's Mayo. a great last name. Mayo yeah, is. I've yeah. always been a big fan of OJ. OJ Mayo. What about Quinn Mayo? Like him, too. Like his earlier stuff. <laughs> <laughs> his earlier stuff? We've been doing this show together for a month. His earlier stuff, he was 16. Right. Yeah. I was getting kicked out of bars in Macomb.